Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Bernard Reese. Thanks for being on the show again, Bernard. Whitney, thanks for having me again. I love doing these shows and looking forward to this episode. Yeah, thanks again. And I would encourage the listeners to go back and listen to show WS11. You know, we're, uh, we introduced Bernard and his first time on the show. But now we're doing a series uh, through shows WS181, 82, and 183. And so, you know, I would encourage you to listen to all those because Bernard is laying out some crucial details and some things that you need to know, maybe in shows uh, 181 or 182 that he put out before you get to the show we're doing today. So, Bernard, you know, what's our topic that we're focusing on today? And uh, let's jump right in. All right. Excited to talk about this. And it's a unique topic. Let's talk about actually navigating this space. So hope everybody's listened to those episodes you referenced, you know, lots of info. Those are chock full of information, IRAs, checkbook IRAs, IRA LLC, QRP, solo 401k, uh, lots of terminology there, lots of helpful info. Well, now you want to get into the space. Who are the players? How do you navigate it? How do you actually get from the conceptual to executing? What should you be aware of and how do you optimize? Sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. Some good information is what we need to know. Technology is creating opportunities in the commercial real estate industry at an increasingly rapid pace. Technology-fueled innovations are enabling those forward-thinking firms to reduce back-office costs and risk, raise equity faster, and increase asset performance so that they can focus more time on activities that drive revenue. Today, IMS is the most widely adopted investor management software for commercial real estate firms. Visit us at InvestorManagementServices.com. Okay. So there are, within this self-directed space, there are lots of different players and lots of different ways to go about it. So you've got to first determine, do you going to go QRP-based or IRA-based? And you know if you're going to do that, who are you going to work with and what structure do you want? So let's talk for a moment about the roles that you need filled and who is positioned to provide that service. So there are those that provide the plan and it's important to note that they're not focused on giving you advice. And to a great extent, providing the plan, you know, although it may or may not come with some helpful info or unhelpful info, it is never a tax advisory service. And so if you're working with the pure custodian route, it's important to understand that a custodian is not going to give you tax advice, and they're very cognizant of that. And likewise, if you work with, say, uh, let's call it a customized provider, they're not either providing tax advice. Now, there's a kind of risk that comes with that, because if they don't provide tax advice, and the fine print will always say you know, that you're on the hook for the tax stuff. So how can you know that you're getting good info? Who do you work with? And is it, you know, working with custodian give you a greater level of assurance? Does working with a provider that charges four times as much as others, does that mean that they're better or providing a higher level of assurance or compliance support? And 
the answer to that is certainly no. But how do you know who to work with? You know, so how do you navigate this space? And to share an anecdote, you know, that I recently had something that I find really amusing. As a CPA, I get calls from people that have plans and they're just looking for assistance. So we haven't been the ones to provide them with the plans, but they need help. And somebody calls me up, says, hey, Bernard, I got a referral to you. You're an expert, a specialist and a CPA dealing with these retirement accounts. Can you help me with this? And I explained to them that we didn't set you up. You can certainly go to whoever set up your plan. And they said, well, he's not a CPA. So I said, well, you don't technically have to be CPA for this. It's helpful to have that background. But at the very least, they should have a CPA on their team, you know, even on their team or that they refer to. And this fellow says, yeah, that's very logical. Um, I'll get back to you. And he says, okay, he comes back to Bernard. I spoke to him and he said, oh, my CPA just died. <laughs> so I don't know whether, you know, it's dubious to say the least. And this fellow was really shocked, you know, when he just heard our pricing structure. Um, he could have gotten the plan with us for about a third of the price that he paid. And this advice would have been included. So you've got to kind of think about who you're working with and, you know, give thought to that. The way we work with people is we're really committed to getting people onto the right plan. And oftentimes it's not clear. There's lots of discussion. Which one should it be? As we spoke about in prior episodes, QRP is preferable when you qualify. But sometimes there's lots of discussion that goes into that or exploring restructuring. You know, do you qualify? And what we like to do is we've got like a very transparent fee structure. And if somebody commits to work with us, then we'll, once they're working with us, we've got an application from them. We'll take them through whatever it takes to determine where they belong. And in our philosophy, if you've got accumulated a substantial chunk of money inside of IRAs or 401ks, and you now want to deploy it within the real estate arena, you've got two options and you've got one non-option. You can do QRP 401k or IRA. The non-option is the distribution, as we discussed in prior episodes. So you need one of those and you need guidance to know, you know which one is going to be right for you. Well, we provide both of those. And our pricing for those is, well, at least as of this recording, we've deliberately priced them so that our fee is the same. So if we get an application, then we'll talk to you and we'll help you figure out, help you choose which is best for you. How does that sound? Yeah, it sounds good. So at least then we're not thinking, okay, well, I'll take the cheaper route. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And ultimately, the difference in cost one way or the other, is absolutely nominal. So with the IRA, yes, there will be a separate custodian fee. Now, if you work with our partner custodians, that fee is so negligible, it shouldn't be a factor. And so if you set up, you'll have our flat fee to get set up. And that's, it's a low fee, super competitive. I don't like providing numbers on the air because this is going to be a really popular episode and people are going to be listening to this every day forever. And who knows what our pricing is going to be down the line. But it's super competitive. It's almost a no-brainer. And the minute differences, whether, you know, if you're going to have a custodian fee, not a custodian fee, an LLC fee or not an LLC fee, you should focus on, you know, what's going to be the optimal structure and will help people sort that out. 
um, as part of getting, you know, take them to right direction. And it's important to note, though, that even for us, even though I am a CPA, when we do this, we are clear that we're not providing tax advice. Tax advice does come with a high level of responsibility. And there are two things that people have to be aware of. One is our fees are really reasonable. And if somebody wants that level of liability for us to accept that, the fees, our fees are so low that we're not going to accept that responsibility for that. And our business model is kind of also based on giving people, helping people make choices for themselves. And in particular, within this arena, there's gray, as we spoke about in the prior episode. One of the key questions that we focus on is, do you qualify for a QRP solo 401k? And there are shades of gray there. And we cannot take responsibility for that because we don't know what the IRS would say. Yes, if you've got a business that you engage in full-time, we all know that is a business that qualifies for a 401k. If you set up an MLM business 10 years ago and never did anything about it, we all kind of know that that doesn't qualify. But between those two extremes, you know, we can talk it through, uh, we can give you context, but ultimately it doesn't matter what we think. What you want to know is what the IRS thinks. And nobody knows conclusively what the IRS would think. It's what we call facts and circumstances. And we give people, everybody's got a different profile. And when you think about investing, you think about risk. And it's the same thing here. It's about your risk-adjusted return. We're here to empower our clients to arm them and equip them with the information and the tools so they can make the best choices for themselves. And if anybody is telling you, oh, that is, yeah, you've got a part-time business, you set up an LLC, and you're planning to set up an account with eBay, and you're going to figure out what you're going to sell, and somebody tells you, oh, you've got a business, you can have a QRP, you've got to be wary of that. Because nobody can provide those guarantees. And if anybody does provide those guarantees, you can be 110% certain that in the fine print it says they take no responsibility for any of the advice or any of the information they've given you. So within this space, when you fall into the gray areas, it's about being armed with knowledge so that you can choose. You can be empowered and you are entitled to make those choices, but we can't make those choices for you. We can only try to do our best to point you to helpful info. Another reason why we need a good CPA on our team, right? You know, so tell me about that relationship between like, let's say, you know, I, I was working with you, Bernard, and I said, well, I don't really understand all this, Bernard, but my CPA has a good handle on it. Can I set up a conference call and, and you all discuss some of this stuff if I really want to get him in the loop? Well, absolutely. We love talking to CPAs. We understand each other. This is a niche area of tax law. And let's talk for a moment about dealing with CPAs in general. Tax code, law, and regulation is vast. There are things that, you know, depending what your CPA does, the kind of things that they encounter every day, and you expect them to have the answers kind of tip of their tongues instantaneously. But if it's something that they don't specialize in and they have the answers instantaneously, that may not be a great sign. Now, he may have the answer instantaneously. He may be a phenomenal CPA that makes sure to be educated about everything. 
and power to him if he is that CPA. But if he's not that CPA and he's answering questions off the cuff that he has not researched, that's not a great sign. The best CPAs are the ones that know when to take a step back and say, hey, let's reassess this. What are the questions that we should be asking? What are the questions that we should be researching? And then where do we go to get to the bottom of things? How do we get the answers? The best CPAs, the best tax advisors are the ones that know when to ask questions and where to find the answers to those questions, not the ones that always have an answer, you know, immediately. That makes complete sense. Yeah. I I mean, it would, I guess, comfort me a little more, you know, too, when my CPA says, let me get back to you on that. Or, you know, I'm going to ask, you know, somebody else in our office that's an expert in that field or that deals with it a lot more than me. You know, they don't feel or think that they have all the answers. Yeah. So on that note, we love talking to CPAs. It's definitely a lot of it integrates with what people are doing. Certain, Certain of those areas, especially the 401k side, where you have to be internally consistent. So there are certain things that kind of fall into the gray area and everybody has those things. So people think that they're black and white. Very seldom are you a black and white unless you've got a W-2 and that's it. Somewhere you're falling, especially if you're a real estate investor, there are certain things that you're doing that are falling into that gray zone and you want consistent treatment. So if we tell you that flipping real estate qualifies you for a QRP, well, it may or may not qualify for QRP. And there are certain tax benefits to classifying it one way versus another, depending on your overall tax strategy. If you call us up, we want to sell you a QRP. So we're like, hey, that qualifies. But your CPA and your tax return is putting it on a Schedule E, you're going to be internally inconsistent and that's not going to work. So it's got to be, you've got to have overall consistency. So the way your tax account is going to classify it on your tax return if it's provided falls into that gray area, is going to drive whether or not we can give you a QRP. So you can see there's, there's gray, there's compliance, and you've got to do it right. And once you're in it, another thing you should be aware of is if the fee structure to get into anything, not only in this space, you should be wary of something that is purportedly provides long-term benefits, but the startup cost is exorbitantly high You've got to be concerned, hey, why are they charging me this huge fee up front for something that needs maintenance forever and ever? You've got to be concerned that somehow, perhaps on the other side of the application, and once you're set up, you're not going to be ready. You're going to be questioning, why would I pay that? So there is a need for ongoing support, and you want to work with people that are committed to giving that to you. And yes, to be perfectly frank, our annual maintenance is nominal. And that's because we're focused on giving people control and our, most of our investors are people that, the kind of people that take control, we give them the tools, we give them the support, we give them the education. But if they want us to become their tax advisors or their CPAs, yes, our super nominal annual fee you know, does not make us your tax advisors. We're focused on giving people the opportunity to get into this at a very competitive rate and get the support they need to manage their plan. How would I know if the fees are okay, you know, or that they're not way too high? You know, unless I've checked with numerous people that do the same thing you do. And if I wanted to do that, you know, how would you suggest that I find qualified people to work with? So that's a great question. And it's not unique to this space. Two things. Firstly, you've got to focus on 
value, perhaps, not just cost. Of course, whenever there's multiple providers, it's just inevitable that there's going to be a cost component. And you've got a question if somebody's pricing is kind of way out, you know, are they providing added value? But you've got to think about what kind of services do I need and see the pricing relative to what you're going to get um, and figure out what you want to pay for. And it's not so much about the pure dollars and cents because say somebody's the lowest cost provider, but they're not providing any value, that's not great. If somebody's the highest cost provider, but they're providing great value, that could be good. The challenge is that those things oftentimes don't go hand in hand. Ironically, the folks that are perhaps super savvy at marketing and are charging you know, the exorbitant prices may actually not be providing you the greatest value. So you want to be educated. It's all about being an educated consumer and trying to get a handle on who's qualified, who has the kind of background that leads you to believe that you are, you're in good hands. Because when you deal with anything compliance-related, regulations, there's a world of unknown unknowns. You don't know the tax code. You don't know the labor code. You don't know what the pitfalls are. We get people saying, hey, I, I, you know, it's just easy. I just do this. I just do that. And tax particular, people say, Bernard, okay, can you advise me on this? And I tell them, okay, and I just send me your last year's tax return so I can review that. They're like, I'm just asking you a question. Why do you need last year's tax return? And they don't understand that the answer to that question or the reason why you would take one action or another will be hidden in their prior year's tax return. There are multiple factors to take into account. And the takeaway is that unless you're specializing in something, you're probably not aware of all the factors. And what we say you want to look for is somebody that's got a background in something analytic. There are no hard and fast rules. There are no absolute rules. But in general, if there's somebody that's got a, an attorney background, a CPA background, or even perhaps a medical background, you know, I've, I've worked with people that have transitioned into finance from, you know, have to being a medical professional, or maybe they're kind of retired and they realized, hey, you know, I've got a practice for 30 years and now I'm going to retire and I'm going to transition to helping other doctors navigate finances because doctors are notoriously poor at managing their finances. So those are kind of people that have a background in something analytic, something that required them actually to study something and become a substantive expert. Those are the kinds of people that I tend to think you're safer with, where if somebody's got a background in selling life insurance or selling gold or something that doesn't have that kind of background, it's not likely that they're experts. It's kind of they've transitioned from selling life insurance or gold to selling something else, but they're not the substantive expert that you're looking for. I appreciate that, Bernard. Uh, you're helping us make sure we have the right people on our team to help navigate these topics. And uh, unfortunately, we're almost out of time, but is there anything you want to leave us with? And if not, you know, tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you. Yes. Just want to wish everybody kind of they take those next steps, get empowered, get educated, know that you can take control of your finances never subordinate your judgment. Always do your due diligence, but take action. You know, don't be deterred by the hurdles that are there. Get in touch with good people. Get in touch with people that you're comfortable working with, that have the right background, and take your finances to the next level. If your self-directed investing is part of your future, is that something that 
you may want to explore. If you've got money in IRAs or 401ks that you may want to deploy in real estate, we would love to assist you and help you get to where you want to go and empower you to do so. Check us out at 401kcheckbook.com. That's 401kcheckbook.com. And you can visit agentfinancial.com as well. And we do look forward to hearing from everybody. Great. Thanks again, Bernard, for your time and just your expertise. I really appreciate you being on the show and doing a whole series where just laying out all these things that we all have questions about. And I also hope the listeners will go to LifeBridge Capital and connect with me. I'd, I'd like to have a phone call with you and discuss you know, your investing goals as well. And also go to the Facebook group, the Real Estate Syndication Show, where we can all learn from experts like Bernard and grow our business together. And I hope if you are gaining value from the show, I hope you have shared it you know, with your platform or, or with your network so other people can gain as well. And uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show, brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.